Hacker Public Radio. This is uh, Klaatu. I'm sitting around looking through some files on my big supercomputer here that runs Linux. And I'm uh, just sort of scanning through some old stuff that I've got. Um, and there's a file here that I used to, that I, that I meant to use for a podcast that I do, and I just never find a place for it. And I think it's a really great little interview, and uh, it should be heard. And so it's going to be heard on Hacker Public Radio right now. It is with a guy named Scorch, or Scorchy, or Scorche. Uh, he's with the Rockbox Project, and he's one of those programmers that you read about. I mean, this guy knows his stuff, and he's uh, hacking away uh, actively on the Rockbox Project. So uh, give this interview a listen. Um, I was speaking with him myself on IRC, and he told me to mention something. And I, for the life of me, do not remember what it was. It was something about uh, companies that has, have contacted Rockbox, uh, something like that. I don't remember. So if you have any questions about the interview, you can either ask me on IRC or you can go over to Rockbox and talk to Scorch or Scorchy or Scorche, the man himself. He hangs out there a lot. He's very helpful. A uh, really cool guy. I am talking to Austin, a.k.a. Scorchy, uh, of the Rockbox Project. And Rockbox, of course, is... Well, what is Rockbox? Um, it's an open-source firmware for digital audio players like iRivers, iAudios, iPods, uh, Gigabeats, that sort of thing. So um, people quite like it a lot. I mean, especially with iPods, where you don't have to deal with iTunes. Um, we enable a whole bunch more features, such as I mean, a full five-band parametric equalizer, um, a whole bunch of games, Massive codec support, especially compared to anything else that's out there for a digital audio player. So, so is anyone actually shipping with Rockbox? Um, no. However, um, there have been a few companies that have been sort of talking. Um, there was one, Portable Electronics. I mean, they really were quite small. I don't even. I had actually never heard of them before that, but they kind of disappeared from the face of the earth. Um, let's think. Sansa actually approached us as. Uh, saying, you know, we would like you to write this firmware for us. And that, I mean, they gave us um, a few devices. Um, they gave us a, uh, a prototype uh, with a JTAG port on it. Um, but beyond that, I mean, that was pretty much it. Um, actually, regarding companies, um, there was one that, or there is one, I should say, that has been really kind to us, um, Austrian Microsystems. They make the DAC for the uh, Sansa devices. Um, basically, we needed their help um, for let's see, quite a few months. We actually were running on the Sansa devices um, without sound because we needed, you know, some data sheets in regards to that. Um, we actually approached them. Uh, they offered to give us, you know, a tour of their facilities, and we actually did sign an NDA to get data sheets to that uh, device. Um, recently, Sansa has upgraded their line uh, to V2s, um, and they're actually using an uh, Austrian microsystem system on a chip as well. Um, so a port actually hasn't been done to that because no one has actually made the effort quite yet, but I'm sure a port would probably be incoming. 
Um, although, who knows when? I mean, like I said, it's up to individual people to take it up. So, but Rockbox strikes me as just being like phenomenally, um, I don't know, intuitive and uh, logical in terms of the the interface that you use with your portable media player. Mm-hmm. And I haven't actually used that many different portable media players. The ones that I have used essentially have all really, really been terrible in how you interface with it. Is, yeah. is, this because, is Rockbox not being adopted because maybe it's too open or something? Well, part of the difficulties is, of course, DRM. Um, you can't have DRM in an open source world, of course, because then the DRM's algorithms and everything would be out in the open. <laughs> um, really, um, getting back to the intuitiveness, I mean... That's really our main gripe. I mean, the project started on Arcos devices uh, sometime around December 2001-ish. And, you know, just the firmware is horrible. And, I mean, as opposed to a computer, these are embedded systems that, you know, you really don't have a choice about what's running on here. You can't change anything, and, you know, with Rockbox, you can't. So, I mean, that really drives a lot of people to say, hey, you know what? This is our, really our only option for uh, media players, and there really isn't anything worth getting anything besides something that will run Rockbox. And uh, what it, what is Rockbox on a technical level? Is it is it using a Linux kernel or something, or is it just completely different? Um, actually, no. We did write the kernel from scratch, um, so which is nice considering we don't have all the cruft of a full Linux kernel or even UC Linux or anything like that. Um, so it's optimized. Uh, it's mainly in C um, with some assembly, of course, for optimization purposes. So, Wow. And you guys have done a lot of different devices. How many of you are there? Um, there's probably around um, 60-ish developers. Um, I don't really like to give numbers uh, to core, but I would say probably around... 20 to 30, although, you know, I may be way off on that. Right, uh, okay. But it is quite an active uh, developer base, so. I mean, you'll see we probably do, I mean, we range anywhere between 2 to 20 uh, commits a day, so. Right, okay. And you have nightly builds of, well, you have nightly builds, I guess, is the thing. Uh, right? We do have nightly builds. However, typically when we talk to people, we say, you know, you're better off just using the bleeding builds. Because really, I mean, they are no more stable than the, than the dailies, so. Okay. Um, I it think is relatively stable, so. Right, yeah, I mean, I installed... I mean, it is still open source, so. <laughs> right. No warranties come expressly uh, implied, yeah. Um, so I think I installed the nightly build, and I actually did a walkthrough on installing Rockbox on this podcast, and you were mentioning to me that maybe the Rockbox manual might be a better way for people to install this? Um, yeah, I mean, the main reason for that is, you know, sometimes install methods can change. Um, as well, uh, people, I'm not saying you did, but, you know, a lot of people have gotten things wrong. And then, of course, people listen to these podcasts or read these things and, and do something wrongly and then come to us and say, well, why isn't this working? So if anyone listens to my podcast and does the Rockbox install from that, yell at me, not at the IRC channels that you guys are in. I mean, I wouldn't say yell at him. I mean, he's great for talking about Rockbox. Um, I'm just saying a lot of times, you know, just consult the manual. Yeah, and I have to say that manual, the official manual is, like, really well written, and that's just how I, that's exactly, it got me through the installation pretty easily. So, yeah, I was... I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a great product. Thanks for talking, and uh, I encourage everyone to check it out. Where can they find it? Uh, they can find it at www.rockbox.org. Um, if you have more, uh, if you have more questions about it, 
or wonder more precisely exactly what it does, um, there is a link on the front page to, I think it says something like, what is Rockbox, which is a link to the Why Rockbox wiki page. Um, that'll detail some more of our features, that sort of thing. Um, also on the front page is a list of all the targets that we support. Um, and keep in mind, you're always free to come on hash Rockbox um, on off free nodes. So. Cool. All right. Thanks a lot, Austin. All right. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by Caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.